Turned On Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. This episode is brought to you by CovenantSpice.com, the fun, safe, and affordable way for Christian couples to take their sex life to the next level. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Efridge. It is so awesome that Covenant Spice continues to be a sponsor of Sexy Marriage Radio. Yeah, I was just about to say, there's some couples here at our getaway who have taken their love life to that. Right, like show up, yeah, holler out, oh, there's one or two, I like it, okay. <laughs> I was kind of being silly about that, thinking, no, don't get you on the spot, but uh, welcome back to Sexy Marriage Radio, and coming to you live from the Sexy Marriage Radio getaway, say hi to everybody. Woo-hoo. Okay, I know it's an afternoon session, everybody's kind of tired, everybody's but, cake. all right, so <laughs> I'm not tired, though. I have to tell you a funny story, speaking of vibrators and sex toys, okay? <laughs> oh, go. The floor is yours. I had an interior designer that I worked with one time who told the story that she was traveling with her daughter, and she tossed her suitcase up on the security belt, and it started vibrating. And her daughter was just mortified. Mother! And she's frantically trying to unzip it and trying to figure out where this is coming from. She held up an electric toothbrush for all to see. Just wanted everyone to know that it was an electric toothbrush. Nice. the culprit. Nice. <laughs> Well, welcome back to Sexy Marriage Radio, where we are having honest, uh, straightforward, out of the blue conversations. Unedited, unscripted, candy coated. About the elegance and the sacredness of marriage and sex and how those two blend so wonderfully. Mm-hmm. And so every week when you guys invite us into your worlds, we are honored and grateful because this is listener driven radio. This is what makes it work is hearing from you. And so if you've got something on your mind or a question or a thought or a criticism or anything, whatever it might be, please send us the that at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com mm-hmm. because we read every single one that also makes new shows. There's stuff in the queue. We have a long list of things we're still getting to even on after episode 244, which I believe is what this one is. Is this one 244? I think so. Wow. So wow. I was going to say too, to our live audience, there've been so many people who've pulled one of us aside and said, Hey, while you were talking, I had a great idea for a topic. Don't assume that we're going to remember that beyond today. Send us an email at feedback at yes. sexymarriageradio.com. So it's worth noting because um, what's going on at the middle of this getaway is we're covering the different components that are that make up sex mm-hmm. right you got mental physical spiritual emotional those right. we're, we're covering all four of those and if you are not one of the fortunate few that have come here and i'm saying few as in the number of our audience the fact that we've got a lot of couples here is fantastic mm-hmm. Full house. but if you're not if you're not one of them you are missing out <laughs> on some good good stuff including what I shared this morning, which is the hot spot of where you need to find for the woman's vulva. And Exclusive information. If you want to know, you got to ask somebody that attended. And I'm going to say every straight out to everybody that's here, don't tell them. <laughs> Make them come. Man, Make them come back. You. I know something you don't. But it is one of those things that uh, this has kind of uh, led into this show that we're doing today. And then the one we did earlier. And it's all about what are some of the emotional things that are necessary for connection. Right. We get so many emails from, especially men, I'll be honest, uh, they seem to be more verbal. It's not that there aren't women out there who are clamoring for physical intimacy in their marriage relationship because there are many high-desire women out mm-hmm. there. Um, you know, and so we want to make sure that they are well-represented. But most often we hear from men clamoring 
for physical intimacy. And the question that I often want to respond and ask them is, how well have you been meeting your wife's emotional needs lately? Because I just believe that there's a huge connection that when a, that wherever a woman's heart goes, her body automatically longs to follow. So if you've got her heart, Mm -hmm. you've got her body. And if you don't have her body, you might want to question how much of her heart do you have versus how much do you not have? Right. So it's, it's, this can be a couple of different ways we can go with this show. Okay. That one, we can keep it in the male, female. We can also go like we did last week with the high desire, low desire, because they're interchangeable. And I think if you've listened to Sexy Marriage Radio long enough, you know, we sometimes will go gender specific, Mm -hmm. but those are often interchangeable too. Yes. Because we are all unique and different and there's such interchangeability among people because of our, just who we are. Well, and hopefully our listeners are mature enough to um, make it applicable to their right. life situation and change the pronouns as needed. Uh, but I'm good with high desire, low desire, because okay. I think that the same way that there's a higher desire physical intimacy partner, there's probably a higher desire emotional intimacy partner. And, and I would be curious. What the send, send in an email, feedback sexymarriageradio.com. The, the high desire for, for sex, are they also the high desire for emotional intimacy? Or are those reversed? That's a really great question. Uh, yeah, we'll do impromptu research. It, there you, know, you go. We assume that it's one wants physical and one wants emotional right. exclusively. But you're right. It could be that one of them wants both and could the other be. one doesn't really Or they could be either. interchanged. Or I mean, it, it, that would just be an interesting thing to, to think mm-hmm. about. Feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. Exactly. I think that's like four times we've said it so far. <laughs> so if you're not familiar with the email address, now you know it. Yeah, I, I think that it's probably safe to say that because sexuality is so unique, that every couple is going to be unique Absolutely. with their dynamic. And no, no two couples with. have sex the same way. That's right. So it is one of those things that it's going to be as, as unique as each person. Right. And some people probably use sex to deflect from emotional connection. And some people use emotional connection to deflect from physical energy. Okay, girl, now you're meddling. I know. <laughs> now I'm ruffling some feathers. Well, you're ruffling some feathers for me because that's where I'm going in the morning. What? Oh, oh. I'm... I mean, I'm, I'm Trend. Come on. And I want everybody here to, you know, come back. Okay. All right. So, no, but I'll it is. sacred territory. <laughs> no, no, no. But it, no, tomorrow. it's worth explaining because our audience that does not, is not here at the getaway, that's stuff they need to recognize right. because there are lots of components than just functional sex we're talking about here. Right. I mean, that's, that's what Sex and Marriage Radio is all about. It's not just, here's the techniques because it's not tab A, slot B. All that. It's it's a whole lot more. Exactly. Than that. It's not that the long peg goes in the round hole and you're good. Right. Um, it's yeah. The, to access a person's body, you do have to first access their heart. Not saying that it's not possible to force yourself some on someone or manipulate or coerce them, but if you really want a strong soul to soul, yeah, sexual connection with them, it does require some level yep. of emotional connection yep. i think and this is where i would make my statement of we have sex up to the level of anxiety we can tolerate that's very true say it again we have sex up to the level of the anxiety we can tolerate everybody catch that okay and the so. level that we can tolerate is often different than the level our spouse <laughs> absolutely can tolerate. It so is. we do need to give our spouse credit that yep. they're having sex up to the level of anxiety that they can tolerate yep. But we at Sexy Marriage Radio are all about stretching people out of their comfort zones into new territory because that is where you find deeper levels of connection and euphoria. Yep. Euphoria usually comes from conquering some sort of hurdle that has been holding us back. Sure. 
that we that we just bond more fully, more deeply, more completely when we have had to overcome a hurdle to get there, yeah. to get to that location. I remember just this past week having a conversation with a lady saying that she was unsure that she could ever have sex with her husband again. They've been married 22 years. Okay. And I was like, okay, I'm curious yeah. what's happened <laughs> what an opener. to lead you to that conclusion. Yeah. And she told me that she has a lot of anxieties about her daughter going into the military this fall. And she was trying to communicate that to her husband. And his response was, you just over-catastrophize things. You've already got her killed on the front lines of battle and she hadn't even left for boot camp yet. And just, he he railroaded her right. instead of honoring her feelings and saying, come here, baby, let me just hold you. It's all going to be okay. She's in God's hands. Let's respect her decision to serve our country. We're not going to die. She's not going to die. We have to believe she's going to come home. Like, she needed comfort. Yeah. And he blew it. Yep. He just walked all over her. So I can see how her body would just totally shut down when he's trampled her heart. Yeah, and it could have been his, too. What do you mean? That she's bringing something to him that's very uncomfortable and very unknown. And I thought we were going to do this. I don't want to go that deep. And now all of a sudden, I'm shutting down because I don't want to talk about that. You know, I don't. Because how often do we have awkward conversations? You talked about that this morning. Some of the stuff we talk about awkward. is awkward. But <laughs> it's also how often do we have times when, you know, our spouse brings up something that's like, this is the worst time in the world to bring that up. Mm-hmm. You know, you just derailed me. You know, I can't. And, and it's just this whole concept of, wait, that is just part and parcel of conflict in marriage. Right. Because we often have this whole give and take that we're trying to navigate together. And that's where it can easily start to become, if you go with the idea of we have sex up to the level of anxiety we can tolerate, lots of times we're talking about the tyranny of the lowest common denominator. That whoever it is that can't tolerate anxiety the most determines it. Places the ceiling. Right. And so it's like, okay, you need to come down to where I am rather than I got to come up to you. And it's just, that's the dynamic of marriage. That's the dynamic of sex. See, I think that that's where empathy comes into play. And I heard there was a counselor from Baylor University that I was talking to at the Esther Perel conference that we attended together. Mm -hmm. And she was saying, without empathy, you can't have intimacy. And without intimacy, you don't have marriage. You have a business arrangement or a part. Part or a parenting yep. arrangement, but you don't have intimacy without empathy. And so I think asking the question of what does my spouse need from me right now right. is probably a really good internal monologue to have before opening your mouth and inserting your foot all the way up to your hip bone. And I would just coach every spouse. I'm sorry, I'm just going through that you're, mental you're picture of a foot all the way exactly. to the hip bone. Ouch. Ouch, yeah. Um, envision... And if you don't know what to say, if you mm-hmm. don't know how to comfort them in that moment, and maybe it spins you out of control because you didn't want to go in that direction in your head either, maybe just say, come here and let me hug you. Can we talk about this later? I don't think that I have the words to comfort you right now, mm-hmm. but I want an opportunity to, after I've had time to really process it, because this is really overwhelming to me too. Mm-hmm. There's just an honest, non-confrontational, even supportive response that even if you don't know what words to say at least acknowledge that person needs a hug they're having some anxiety yeah i like i like the idea of just being honest and sometimes it can just be as simple as what do you need from me right now Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know what is it what what can i do that would help you which is very different from the approach that used to really frustrate with me frustrate 
me with my mother. That whenever I would come to her with a problem or a conflict or a dilemma, her expression was so often, well, I just don't know what to tell you. And so that would just always put yeah. me on the, it would just deflate me. Oh, yeah. Never mind. So I'm going to stop coming to you. But if she had instead yep. said, what do you need from me? Yeah. That would have been a totally different approach. Totally. Well, that's uh, when I think of that, I, I have the mental picture of my sister, who's a couple years older than me. Something had happened when I was real little that she got really ticked off at dad and he worked multiple jobs. And so I still vividly remember her waiting by the front door all afternoon, knowing dad's coming home, dad's coming home, dad's coming home. Soon as he pulls in the driveway, I look out there and he is sitting on his briefcase and she is giving him the business and they are eye to eye. And he is just nodding along, just listening to it, you know, and I, I have no idea what it was, even to this day. But it was that picture of what do you need from me? Mm. And that's such a vivid, warm that he, memory. He that got on her level. As, yeah. And that's a great kind of a, and as spouses, we can do that without saying a word. Mm. Right. We don't yeah. have to respond to everything that goes on. Sometimes right. we can just absorb it and not react to it. Right. That could be some of the most healing things that would happen. Right. And you don't have to say anything necessarily as long as your attitude is one of acceptance and just softness. You know, just yeah. be a soft place to land. Yeah. Don't don't be the hard place. Don't be the, the porcupine that bristles and, and gets defensive. Just know that your spouse is occasionally going to need an emotional need met by you. Mm-hmm. And you are capable. And it may take you a while to really think it through and come up with the response that is needed. But it's okay to ask for the time that you need before you respond. Right. Don't shut them down with a wall going up. Um, but I wanted to ask our audience members, let's take advantage of the live studio audience while we have one. What are the times that your spouse has shown you the most emotional support? If anybody has any practical ideas for our listeners, we would like to invite you to come on up and, and stand next to me. And when we have an opportunity, we will divert the microphone to you. Um, because I know that... In most marital histories, there's an opportunity where our spouse really rose to the occasion. I know that for me, it was less than a year into our marriage, and I was crying into the tuna salad that I was making because I just didn't feel like Greg was meeting my emotional needs. And he gave me a card a couple days later, and when I opened it up, all these pink slips of paper fell out. I thought it was his meager attempt at confetti or something. (laughs) And he had written in the card, Shannon... I know that, that you need connection from me, but I don't always pick up on when you need that. But if you will just put one of these pink slips of paper somewhere where I will find it, that that will be your cue to me that you need something from me. And, you know, that, that That's really means a lot to me. Yeah. That he wanted to be emotionally available. He just didn't always know how. Right. But he gave me a way to communicate that without having the big meltdown. Right. Because would you say... That sometimes the low desire for emotional connection spouse, that's a mouthful. Say that again. No, everybody got it, right? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So so the low desire for emotional connection spouse, Uh they sometimes are just not well versed at emotional connection. They have no clue how to do it, what it means, what they want. And so it's so, they're averse to it because it brings up things. I mean, I I have a client that comes to my mind that he grew up in a family where I love you was never said. Mm. He's, he meets a woman, they start dating, and it's getting serious, and she hangs up, or he hangs up with his father on one of the phone calls when she's in the room, and she goes, you didn't say you, you love him. Call him back. Oh, wow. And he was 
okay. And he picked up the phone and he said, love you, dad. And he hung up and that changed the culture for the entire family. Interesting. Just by introducing that, because to her, that was just what you do. Right. You say, I love you to your family over and over. And so it's just like, he had no clue. So it's like, I'm playing catch up because you got a huge head start. Yeah. I was actually thinking that it's what we were raised with in our families of origin, because there were some families that, you know, you didn't yeah. go any deeper than the weather and the sports yeah. and the current events, but you know, like politics, theology, and emotional feelings, and, you don't go there. And so if you want a place to have to really come to grips with emotion, <laughs> get married. Mm, right. <laughs> or and, and then and there you go. That's the second one. I love the phrase of if you want a place a way to feel really bad about yourself as a person, have kids. <laughs> because they bring that stuff out in you, and that kind of fits in the model to me of marriage is designed to help us grow up. And so just by the fact that my spouse shows up over and over and over again, they that will challenge me to be better. And whenever my wife takes a break, my kids step in. And challenge me to be welcome. better. Yeah. yeah, they they just constantly come after us because trying to connect emotionally is so prominent. Right. And it stands out in our minds. Yeah, and speaking of standing out, we have a lady standing here wanting to share a tidbit with us. Tell us, tell us your first name and where you came from. From uh, Ray Lee from mm -hmm. Chicago. Okay, welcome to Texas. And I just remember um, when I was in the when we were in the throes of of um, rearing children. We have three boys. They're very rambunctious, and I stayed home with them when my husband uh, worked, and um, my husband would come home, and he would just take the kids and um, get them kind of out of my hair, mm -hmm. and while I could make dinner, and that was just, that, that just meant so much to me, that he knew I needed that break. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, Your sanity. Good for you and good for him. <laughs> well done. Yeah, well done. And that's and that's so cool because you think about it, that's a practical thing that can be done, right? Mm -hmm. That's that's not, okay, wait, I need to give you a shoulder to cry on and comfort you and let's talk real deep and psychological and on and on and hours and hours and hours of conversation. It's that's a just anticipating. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. it's it's knowing the playing field and working ahead. Right, right. And you can do that in other little ways too. I have a couple um, that his thing is that every Sunday he takes his wife's car to the car wash and fills it up with gas so that she never has to worry about maintain. Oh, he's looking over it. No, I, I, I and I just, that. no, I just got a, I just got a punch in the face. <laughs> the way of a nudge. Yeah, no, that's because she has a father that anytime it got to half tank, he took it out and filled it. And so the growing pains for her having to grow in our marriage, it got to half tank and it's like, you still got half a tank. <laughs> because you can fill it up next time you're Because out, she married a man who tries to see how far past the E he can get. <laughs> because it's a game. It's like, how far can I go where I can see past E? That's a, that's just a fun thing to do. <laughs> well, that's debatable. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. If you haven't run out of gas a few times in your life, you're not living, baby. <laughs> Anybody else have ideas for how you or your spouse have met an emotional need in your life? And while we're while we're waiting, I want to I want to set up just a scenario of the importance of this. Mm -hmm. Just because what what we're talking about it because that's what if if you're listening to this and this is live from Sexy Marriage Radio Getaway 2016, what you can notice is as people have shared stuff through the weekend thus far, when they say something about, you know, this really spoke to me. It's not just them lighting up. 
It's the spouse lighting up. Yeah. It's it's both. It's this whole. I remember that. Yeah. Ah, I I like that. And also, there's that whole. I did that. You know. Yeah, I did. And that, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. If as long as we keep it in kind of just context of yeah, there's parts of us that are great, and we need to acknowledge that. Well, and it also gives us cues as to what we can continue doing that means something to them. Yeah. And so, tell us your name and where you're from. I'm Beth, and I'm from Ohio. Welcome. Thank you. I recently shared with my husband something that he had done over the years that meant a lot to me emotionally. Mm -hmm. We celebrated our 29th wedding anniversary last month. We have four children, one with a disability. And there were many years that I felt I struggled and failed as a parent, was failing him as a wife in areas. And he would say periodically to me, Given the choice, I would marry you all over again. Aww. An unsolicited comment like that is huge. Well done. Yeah. That's all I can say. That's Thank great. Thank you for sharing that. Well done. I'm misty thinking about it. I know. Can we take another one? Yes, let's go. Yeah, tell me your okay. name and where you're from. Uh, I'm Laura. I'm from Seattle. And came from so, a long way away. It was a ways away. Um, so what I thought of is that... Uh, Actually, just a few months ago, my dad died, and we were not close. It was a bad relationship, and so we had, we, I went to the funeral with my whole family, and my husband, you know, I didn't quite know how I was going to react emotionally, you know, being there, and he didn't know, so we were going in blind, but every once in a while, he would just grab my hand and say, are you doing okay? And it, it meant so much to me, mm -hmm. so something that could have been really difficult and hard was it's very meaningful for me now. Mm -hmm. so. yeah, a simple question. You know, How are you it? doing? It, it. it does. It means a lot. Yes, it does. It really does. <laughs> and now, I, it, yeah, I think we have to point out, too, because this goes back to last week's episode. Mm -hmm. He combined it with touch. Yes. And had an emotional connection through touch as well. Of, are you okay? Right. And it's while touching. And I think that when you couple an emotional question like that with physical touch, it speaks volumes to their sincerity level. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, I really want to know. I'm not just saying like, hey, how you doing? I'm asking, how are you really mm -hmm. doing? Right. And, and coupling that with eye to eye, too. Yep. Very, very important. I think that it's interesting that so far it's been the women flocking to the microphone. Why would that be interesting yeah. at all? <laughs> I have no idea where you're going with that. <laughs> there is something very magical yeah. for a woman to have her emotional it needs is. met. It, and I think that that's one of the reasons why... When a couple is dating, she can feel a whole lot more sexual temptation, intention in his direction than in marriage. Because I think that when men are dating their wives, they are very intentional about asking those, how are you doing questions? Or what would you like to do? Or where can I take you for dinner? Or what do you need from me? Like they're so, so attentive when they're dating. Mm -hmm. And then it's like they put the wedding band on their finger and it's like they don't feel the need to keep trying yep. anymore. And when a woman picks up on that, there's trouble in paradise. So for him to approach her through the lens of I'm continuing to date her week after week, year after year. Yeah. This this is the this is what I signed up for, and I'm not going to do a big bait and switch of yeah, I was a great Romeo and Casanova and you know, really attentive to her emotional needs when we were dating, but then I just got real lackadaisical as a husband. No, continue to date her, yep. and vice versa, ladies, I and mean, continue to pursue him too. We all as human beings want to feel desired. Yes, we do. Yeah. We want to be pursued. pursued and desired. We've got another one. This is Cheryl. And I'm from Delaware. And 
this is actually something that went along for quite a while, is my husband has always dated our daughter. And when you were talking about dating our spouses, that brought up that. And for Father's Day this year, she's 21, and for Father's Day this year, she gave him a pizza box with all kinds of pictures of the two of them together over the years. And in the middle of it, it said, date night, question mark. And that was her taking her daddy on a date. Awesome. And so I just thought that was awesome. That Just seeing him over the years, just the two of them, going out to dinner and him taking that time. And that taught her what she needs to expect in a man as an adult. And I find it fascinating that you're commenting on that because it meant something to you. To me. To see your daughter treated so well by her dad. And that she noticed it at 21 years of age. She still remembers that. And that was her yeah. Father's Day gift to her daddy. That's beautiful. What a great idea. Well done. <laughs> well done. Yeah. But it's just, I think the, the point would be we cannot underestimate the importance of the emotional. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it, it drives so much of our world. Right. And I think that a really easy way for a guy to go down this road with his wife is um, I know that historically I have been the family historian. That's usually the woman's role. We take the pictures. We put them in the photo album. We do the fun little scrapbook stuff. For a guy to even reach for the photo album and just say, you know, let's just stroll down memory lane. I think that that speaks volumes that I value the role that you've played as our family historian. Yeah. And, And just looking back at the role that she's played as wife, as mom, as friend and companion, uh, just validates her. Yep. And that's a big thing because when you say, if you're talking about marriage and that whole dynamic of the relationship, and this goes back to what kind of the way we started the show Mm -hmm. with, there's a high desire and a low desire for the emotion Mm -hmm. that that somebody wants to connect on a deeper level. And oftentimes the low low desire is kind of avoiding it just maybe because they don't know, they don't have the time, or there's just other things going on that are in between them. And so this isn't a sense of we need to negotiate it. This is a sense of we need to confront it better. And we need to be able to say, and this is, this is something I've, I've got some benefit out of in my own life because there are times with, with my wife where she is an external processor that she's got work stuff that's just stressing her out. And so she wants to just talk through it. And, you know, sorry, babe, but a lot of that stuff, I don't care. <laughs> you know, the nuances of, of CPA world. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) But I know it means something to her. Right. And so I will even say to her, because as, as a man, I can easily get into, well, what you need to do is you need to, and I'll fix it. And that's not what she's wanting. Yep. Nail in the forehead video. Unless she asks. I have learned that out. See, now you're meddling again. (laughs) Okay. Google nail in the head video. Or or show up tomorrow morning. So, hey, before we wrap this up. <laughs> no, hold, we're not wrapping up. I'm still telling a story. Okay, sorry, Come sorry, on. sorry. I will slow down. You see what I put up tell, with? Tell me how you really Yeah, feel yeah you're hurting my emotions. <laughs> no, but one of the things I have figured out as a guy, that, that's just this whole idea of as a husband, how do I make sense of this for her and help her? Is I know, because I've been with my wife long enough, of, okay, this is going to be a long-time process thing, or this is just a... She wants something from me. But then there's times where I'm not sure. And so I ask. I'll stop her. I'm like, hold on. What do you need from me here? It's a great question. Is it you just want someone to listen to to you and, and bounce stuff? I can do that. I mean, I do this for a living. I can right. listen all day long. Or do you want what I think? And so 
there's a lot of times where she'll say, I just need to talk through this. I'm like, go, I got time, go. And then I can hear it. And, and that, I think that speaks volumes of right. just being able to connect. And it's not necessarily my wheelhouse with what she's talking about, but she's my wheelhouse but of what I want to be a part of. Yeah. For her to verbally process. And I love the whole notion of I've got time versus what women usually pick up on is I've got other things right. I need to be doing. You're interrupting right the game. Can you please go away? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But hey, before we wrap up, though, I do want to mention that even though it's been all women flocking to the microphone, men have emotional needs, too. And I think that the deepest one that they feel is respect. They want to feel as if they are cherished and yep. celebrated for the hard work that they do and for the uh, way that they provide for the family or for the family's needs. And sometimes, you know, we have stay-at-home dads listening into the show, yep. but they want to feel respected. And so um, you might want to think about listening to the episode about Thank You Sucks that we've gotten a lot of feedback on at, from from feedback at Sexy Marriage. Right. right. And that would be the three types of sex episode. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that's just so people get, when you're searching, you know what you're there looking you go. for. There you go. So, yeah, it works both ways. We both, it does. Yeah. Both men and women want to feel cherished and celebrated, special, accepted, loved, and attended to, especially when we have certain emotional needs. Uh, and it's okay to ask for what you need. Don't assume that they have to figure it out. Well, they should know. He should know what I want. She should know what I need. Right. No, they're not you. Well, and I want to add the component of asking for what you need does not diminish it completely if they give it to you. Because I think sometimes we go into that of like, if I have to ask, then why it doesn't mean it's and like, no, hold on. That's if you have to constantly do that over and over and over and over again. Well, then wait, we got an issue. He's not paying attention. She's not paying attention to something. But the fact that, hey, I need you just to listen to me. That's claiming territory for you. That's a good thing. And that's something we don't do enough sometimes. That's something that can trip up a lot of marriages. We don't claim territory for ourselves. We just kind of go along to get along. We talk about boring, monotonous, routine marriage life. That's it. Man, well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio, where we are glad that you took some time out of your day to spend it with us. And if you uh, have heard the audience, some of the people speaking up, and you you didn't you didn't join us, uh, we're sorry you didn't make it. Maybe next time we'd love it if you did. Absolutely. We'll see you next time. If you've benefited from this podcast, consider becoming a member of the Bed Buddy Club. Your financial support will help take Sexy Marriage Radio to the next level and enable Corey and Shannon to strengthen many other couples. Learn more at SexyMarriageRadio.com by clicking on the purple button.